This is Kevin's podcast show. You and your intelligence will be assimilated. You will become part of the collective of Kevin's podcast show. You will now upon as Kevin's podcast show host, Kevin Marshall, comes on the air. Resistance is futile. Hello and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. Once again, we're going to talk about the news, probably impeachment, maybe Jeffrey Epstein because Epstein didn't kill himself. Damn it. Stand by for that. Also today, we've got uh, Sport Cat Sport News, new segment on Kevin's Podcast Show. All that and more coming up next. Stand by. Oh my goodness, they can't stand it. They've got to try to impeach Trump. they got to get old Trumpy out of office because they just can't believe that Hillary Clinton didn't win. Well, guess what? She didn't win, folks. If you're a never-Trumper on the Republican side or you're a Democrat and you just freaking hate Donald Trump, man, just work with one of the other candidates and just elect him out of office. I mean, really? You're wasting my tax dollars. So what if there was some quid pro quo on the old Ukrainian thing? You know it happened in the Obama administration. Biden admitted to it. He bragged about it. I played that for you on the last episode, folks. Come on. That shit happens all the time it happens all the time there's not a lot going on in the news other than the rehashing of the bullshit that's been going on around so i guess we'll talk a little bit about donald trump jr was on the view now why in the hell the view would have donald trump Jr. well i know why they would have him on there they would have him on there because well frankly it would get him ratings But I don't know why Donald Trump Jr. would go on there, except that he's probably arrogant enough to believe that he's going to show him up and all that sort of thing. And I guess he kind of did. I mean, he called him out on a couple of things, and I'm not going to rehash it because, I mean, you can go to YouTube and watch the clips. I'm I'm just not going to do that. But I I am going to say this. I found out he's dating that uh, chick from Fox News. I didn't know that. Gerald Foyle or whatever the hell her name is. I can't remember. Gerald Foyle. She's on like uh, Fox 5 or whatever it is. The little show there. Anyway. So Donald Trump Jr. went on The View. Whoopi and Joy Behar. Har, har, har. Made fun of him. They argued. Surprise, surprise. Anybody surprised by that? I'm not. They got exactly what they wanted. Let's see if I can find something interesting in the news. McDonald's. Let's talk about McDonald's. Sweet tea. McDonald's sweet tea came with marijuana inside, South Carolina man claims. Hmm. A South Carolina man says he went to a McDonald's for sweet tea and he got more than he asked for. Specifically, he got high as a kite. Quote, The Island Packet reports that Parrish Brown went to a McDonald's on Hilton Head Island and placed an order for a 10-piece chicken nugget, a double cheeseburger, and a sweet tea with light ice and extra lemon. Brown said he now believes that the fast food restaurant workers thought extra lemon was street name for marijuana. Come on, really? 
He said he found three bags of weed in his cup after drinking the beverage. Well, I was high and panicking and at work, so I called my dad, Brown said. I didn't want to get in trouble for this. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how that went down. He got high, folks, and then he was worried he was going to get caught because, well, not that I have any experience with it, but I know that marijuana tends to uh, uh, make you a little paranoid. Anyway, Brown said he'd never had marijuana, so he didn't recognize the taste. I've never had weed a day in my life, so immediately after I started drinking it, I started to feel weird. It didn't taste like something I recognized said the 24-year-old man. Beaufort County Sheriff's Department spokesman Major Bob Bromage said an investigation is ongoing. McDonald's told Fox News in a statement via email Thursday night, Our biggest priority is always the safety and well-being of our customers. Is it? Really? We are fully cooperating with law enforcement on the validity of this claim. Right. That's something a little better than maybe impeachment news because I'm kind of over impeachment news. And if you go over here to CNN, that's all you get. You get Donald Trump Jr. on The View. No shit. Impeachment inquiry testimony. uh, Lawyers for the Ukraine whistleblower sends White House cease and desist letter to stop Trump's attacks. Uh, Former Attorney General Jeff Sessions praises Trump's in announcing run for his old U.S. Senate seat. Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, you know, that guy running for president. Trump has done nothing to command my respect, he said. Well, of course you're going to say that. You're running against him. Shit. Come on, man. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Michael Bloomberg's going to try to jump into the race. I'm tell you what's going to end up happening. I've heard a lot of people speculate on this, about the whole uh, Democrat thing. I've heard some people say that Joe Biden is in the race but doesn't want to be in the race. I kind of sort of believe that. Elizabeth Warren is so freaking awkward. Lord have mercy. She is a very awkward person if you ever get a chance go online look up the uh part where she drinks a beer with everybody on youtube or whatever it's so awkward it is horrible it's like your grandma trying to be on youtube for the first time trying to be hip and shit grandma drinking a beer and kamala harris lord have mercy what a giggly little schoolgirl. every time she gets in you watch and i think it's probably a nervous tick on her part and it's not something i'm necessarily making fun of but it's either a defense mechanism a nervous tick or a combination of that plus it's maybe just her way of getting out of something when she gets cornered she giggles i don't want a giggling president we've got a tweeting president and i don't much like that let's not get a giggling president in there tulsi gabbard is uh still in the race and beto Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. No, you're not, because you quit. You fucking quit. You quit the race, so you ain't taking shit. Ha. Good. Good. That is an absolute rejection of your premise that you're going to take our AR-15s. You couldn't beat Ted Cruz in Texas. How in the hell were you expecting to beat President Trump? Who beat Ted Cruz? Who beat you? It's a hierarchy there, old Beto. 
Now go back to where you're not Hispanic. You're, I think you're German, actually. Beto. Psh, whatever. O'Rourke. Get the hell out. Okay. And of course, it's all, all down through here. Voters hate Trump. I voted for Trump, and now he's lied to me. No shit. You can always find people like that. Uh, this is for Carolyn, my sister. Deadly 5.8 magnitude earthquake hits northwestern Iran. So there you go about that. I'm trying to avoid this whole impeachment thing because it's going to go on for a long time, and I don't want to take up a lot of time about it because people talk about it ad nauseum. If you think Trump should be impeached, okay. If you don't think he should be impeached, okay. It doesn't matter. They're wasting our money. I'm telling you they're wasting our money. I really do think that the Democrats are using this as a way to try to defeat him in 2020 because it's going to be hard to beat Trump. I mean, he's got the bully pulpit. He stirs his base up really hard, and the economy is great. People are doing well. Everybody's doing well. So, I don't know. All right, so let's let's get off that, and let's talk about this. Uh, this is an article from CNN. I wrote you one from uh, Fox. Let's read one from CNN. The one from Fox, you remember, the marijuana and the uh, sweet tea. Hmm. Extra lemon means extra marijuana. This Holocaust survivor receives 200 threats a day. Now she needs police protection. That's weird. An 89-year-old Auschwitz survivor is now under police protection after receiving online and offline anti-Semitic threats in Italy, according to reports. Liliana Serge, who was only 13 when she was deported to Auschwitz, is a senator for life who recently spearheaded the creation of a parliamentary committee against hate, racism, and anti-Semitism, also known locally as the Surge Committee. Every time prominent Jews are at the center of media attention in Italy, they get subjected to online anti-Semitic abuse. The anti-Semitic insults come from far-right circles that have a past and sometimes present of violence. It's part of their radical right-wing code, this pugnacious attitude, you know. They always stick in that word right wing because they associate that with conservatives. And by proxy, they associate it with Donald Trump, which in turn leads to what? Racism! That's right! Anyway, all roads lead back to racism and Donald Trump. He added that this flood of attacks has led to an increase in tensions online and offline. The decision to assign Sergey, Sergey, Ser- I don't know how to say her name, the chick from Auschwitz, a security detail. The Foundation uh, Jewish Contemporary Documentation, Documentation Center has reported a significant rise in anti-Semitic attacks in Italy, particularly online. They've repeated themselves because they already said that once. The radical far right feels more legitimized and stronger, thus they're more active. You know what the implications are there. Twenty years ago, you couldn't hang around sh- shouting, Viva el Duce. I don't know what that means. I guess it's anti-Semitic. I'm not, I'm not a Jew or a Nazi, so I don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. But anyway, some greater resistance towards extremist themes. The down barriers have 
been lowered so people feel they can freely pour hatred toward this lady online. Sergey, uh, Segray, Segray, I don't know, is one of 25 under 14 children who survived after being deported to Auschwitz. She was later transferred to the Malchow camp, a sub-camp of the Ravensbrück camp where she was liberated on May 1st, 1945. Well, I mean, that's horrible, but uh, I, I don't understand people, man. I don't, I don't understand people raising hell and stuff and being pissed off. I just don't get that. I don't understand it. I mean, I don't, and I don't want to sound like a, I don't know, like a turd or something like that, but I mean, I just, I don't hate anybody. I strongly dislike a lot of people. I've had hate before, but I've let it all go because it doesn't do anything for me. I strongly dislike Hillary Clinton, but I don't hate her. I want to get that clear because I don't want to be Epstein'd. Just saying. All right. That's my little bit of news. I just went over some stuff. I, I don't want to talk about the. I don't want to talk about this impeachment crap because to me it's a waste of money, a waste of time. It's not going to work. It's not going to go anywhere. Even if they do impeach him, which they're not going to, he's not going to get convicted in the Senate. It's just a waste of money. It's political grandstanding. And I'm just going to tell you right now, folks, the Republicans and the Democrats both want our money and they want to control us. They just have different perspectives on it. But the bottom line is they want our money and they want to control us. That's why I'm a libertarian. Constitutionalist. Stay the hell out of my pocket. America. Government. Stay away. Anyway, okay. Alright, I'm through bitching for this segment. Macabre, creepy, weird, Derek's Heretics Podcast, available everywhere podcasts can be found. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wondered what it's like to be a paramedic or an emergency medical technician or what they bitch about on a daily basis? Well, I've got just the show for you. It's the Shift Ender Podcast with my buddy Drew McSalty and his cohort, Marco Narco. They are some salty medics and EMTs. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you want to know what it's like, check them out. Shift Ender Podcast. He's to the 20, he's to the 25, 30, 35, 40, he's down the sideline, 50, I think he's going to go! He's to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdowns! And good, and good, and good! Well, hello there, welcome to another edition of SportCat Sporting News, brought to you for the Kevin Podcast Show. We must embrace change to provide the best possible experience for the college athletes. Michael Drake, the NCAA board chairman, stated, With that statement, the NCAA has opened the door to athlete compensation for name, image, and likeness. The board has unanimously voted Tuesday to put the player first and begin the process under certain guidelines. Now, this will not be a short process. However, they are making it look as though they are doing this 
and a self-admiring appearance. Never mind the legislation that has been passed by states and proposed legislation by Congress. Just ask Todd Gurley, formerly of the UGA Bulldogs, how seriously they take the offense. In 2014, he was paid over $3,000 for autographing sports memorabilia. He was suspended for four games. He now voices how super excited he is for the current athletes, although he states that the suspension has made him a better person and athlete to be continued. How about them majors? Well, in high school, the Mount Vernon majors in Alexandria, Virginia, for the first time in 21 years, have won the Gunston District Championship and are currently 8-1. They claim their championship by a dominating win over the T.C. William Titans, 33-6. Knoxville native coach Monty Fritz, who assumed the helm late into the process four seasons ago, has worked hard to put family first and consistently improve the majors. Although they do not have a playoff win under their belt, they enter into the playoffs with a senior QB who has developed specialty plays, most notably the hook and ladder to confuse and distract the defense. Coach Fritz has already begun his coaching tree by having an intern on the current Buffalo Bills staff and several players committed and playing in the NCAA. Let's wish them luck Friday playing the Annandale Adams in the upcoming state playoffs. With week number 10 in the books in the NCAA, we must look back considering that four of the top five teams were off. Clemson played a marshmallow game with Wolford, spanking them 59-14. Georgia was in a must-win and must have had Georgia on their minds in a neutral field in a number six versus number seven game. Georgia put a cork in the haters with Jake Fromm going 3-0 all-time against Florida, and a 24-17 victory. Prior to the game, the offensive line coach gave a very emotional speech to his team, telling them they were not going to put in the extra blockers. They wanted to let them play. It must have impassioned the players because they dominated the Gators throughout the game. Georgia rose in the polls to number six, and the Gators dropped to number 12. And in another must-watch game, the Utah Utes played the Washington Huskies. The Huskies were coming off a loss to the Ducks and needed a win. However, they were buried under an avalanche and appeared to have eventually tagged out in a 33-28 loss. Quarterback Jacob Eason may have had his best and worst game since transferring and becoming a Husky. The Huskies will go south to play the Beavers, hoping the Oregon trip is better than the prior, and Utes will get a week off before UCLA Trojans come to town. The Oregon Ducks crushed the UCLA Trojans in a 56-24 victory, cruising to their eighth win. The referees had a flag-tossing event during the game with multiple penalties and tossing two Ducks and one Trojan. The Ducks will host the Arizona Wildcats on an ESPN night game next week, and the Trojans go to Arizona to play the Sun Devils on an ABC day game. The Virginia Tech Hokies had a heartbreaker at Notre Dame, losing to the Fighting Irish 21-20. Next week, Wakefield will come storming into Virginia, and Notre Dame travels down south to take on the Duke Blue Devils. Officiating has become a huge concern to coaches and fans alike. This week, the Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, admitted in an article to the LA Times that there are a significant number of mistakes made weekly. Over in the SEC, the referees shocked players, fans, and even the announcers in a catch-on-the-field call that was an obvious drop on the field. Everybody knows by now this is an incredibly hard job. Every athlete on the field trains to go to that gray area and stay within the lines. What the officiating crew does in unison and within a split second, judge, call, no call, and then go on to the next second. They watch tape, train, practice, and are judged weekly. In the replay, they then have additional eyes and rules that they must adhere to. Until we get perfect players or officials, it's just a part of the game. Your team may benefit or lose week to week. They know they have a problem, they just do not know the solution. This week, Florida State Seminoles coach Willie Taggart was fired, and two other coaches are in the hot seat. 
Arkansas Razorbacks coach Chad Morris and USC Trojans coach Clay Helton both need to watch their backs. The top five are all undefeated. LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Penn State, and have remained unchanged in the polls. Georgia moved to the number six spot, while Navy made the biggest move by being not rated to number 25, and Appalachian State disappeared altogether. Now, this week should provide some shakeup. LSU is playing the Tide. The Nittany Lions are a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Golden Gophers, while the Utes and the Ducks are trying to keep the college fans reminded of the Pac-12. Good luck with that. Maybe next week. Kind of feels like the NFL playoffs, doesn't it? And speaking of the NFL playoffs, the first edition of the college football playoff rankings was released on Tuesday night. They switched it up a little bit from the AP, moving Ohio State to number one, LSU to number two, with Alabama following at the three-hole and Penn State in the fourth spot. Clemson took fifth, and Uga stayed at a solid number six. The Pac-12 is holding the seven and eight spots with the Ducks and the Utes. Oklahoma and Florida finished out the top ten. The first edition of the college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday on ESPN. The college football playoff rankings are unique in that they are not released to the general public until well into the football season compared to the AP 25 and coaches that are released weekly throughout the entire college football season. Now that the first edition is released, a new top 25 will be released each week until the end of the regular season. The college football playoff rankings also tend to shift a bit from other rankings. The others tend to follow a lose and you move down intellect. The college football playoff rankings can see more of a switching up of teams even during the absence of team upsets. This is because the selection committee claims to begin each week fresh and put together its own ranking based on an entire resume and results of the teams under consideration rather than just modifying the previous week's top 25 rankings. Okay, calm down, Vol fans, I hear you. Jason Garitano ranks sixth in the SEC for passing and has the same number of touchdown passes as UGA's Jake Fromm. Now, he still ranks number one in getting fan anger and hostility although some of it may be justified by the Alabama play call that he made. He is trying to learn and improve. Is he the best choice for Tennessee going forward? Who knows at this point, but he's certainly the toughest and what the fans have at this time. And lastly, a public service announcement. LSU quarterback Joe Burrows is in the hunt for the Heisman Trophy or the Toughest Player Award. Either way, currently he's asking people to stop sending weird stuff to his LSU email address. Now you know who you are. It's definitely not any of those Bama fans. I think Wi-Fi is pretty shanky in those trailers. Stay classy, Ohio State. We're concerned about you. All right, guys and gals. I hope everybody enjoyed this edition. And I look forward to hopefully getting back together with you. Same time, same back place. Until then, as they say back in old Mexico City, AMF. Adios, my friends. All right, we've come to the end of episode six, season four of Kevin's podcast show. I want to thank sport cat Glenn Jackson for the sporting news. New segment coming in every Friday on Kevin's podcast show. You can listen to Glenn Jackson's podcast, the reboot of the sport cat podcast. You can find him where you can find me. That'd be anchor iTunes, Spotify, yada yada. Also, don't forget Derek's Heretics, uh, Shift Ender Podcast, the Drew McSalty. Look up the Libertarian Party. Give us a shout out on Facebook. 
Weird Tennessee with Mike Wood on Facebook. And don't forget that Shotgun Shane has a new hip-hop album coming out. Country Rap. It's called Salvage. It's going to drop on November the 29th. His new video for the song Chances is on uh, YouTube. It's already been uh, viewed about 50,000 times, so congratulations on that. Also, congratulations to Shotgun Chain for getting 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, so it's pretty impressive. Local boy made good. And don't forget that his album, Salvage, is available for pre-order on Google Play, for Android phones, iTunes, for uh, iTunes phones, iPhones. There you go. Okay. That's the end of the show, folks. Season 4, Episode 6 is in the books. New episode coming up Monday. Don't forget, and a special thank you to all the dozens and dozens of the KPS faithful out there. I certainly do appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. If you listen on iTunes, well, iPhone podcast app, if you listen on the iPhone, go over to iTunes, give us a rating. Okay, it really helps out. Give us all the stars. And I read them. And I appreciate them. And shout out to all my listeners in Canada. That's my second biggest uh, base, by the way. The Canucks up there in the Great White North, eh? Send me some back bacon and some metric beers. If any of y'all get that, let me know. You can also reach me, Kevin's Podcast Show, at gmail.com with the email. You can go to Twitter. At Podcast Kevin. Facebook, you can look me up. Podcast Kevin or Kevin's Podcast Show. Either way, I'll get you there. Send me a message. Send me a shout out. I appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, it is... Deuces and Duck Lips. What did you think about the ride? It was great. And apparently, I've never been on live television before, but apparently sometimes I don't watch the sh- I don't watch the news because I'm a kid, and apparently every time, apparently Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. It's the Powerball. <laughs> Tell me about the ride. What did you think about the ride? Well, it was great. Why? Because apparently you're spinning around, and apparently every time you get dizzy. Yeah. That's all you do is get dizzy. Is it fun? <laughs> yeah. And I've never, ever been on live television. I never, ever be on live television. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah and apparently I already went down the super slide. When I went down the one, I was 